Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. Welcome to This Week in the Word. Today's episode is entitled Revelation, God Rules, Episode 12, The Reign of the Antichrist. This is the episode for Sunday, April 2nd, 2023. We're glad you're here today. I want to give you a quote. Now listen very carefully. We live in a time that has the technology, capability, and gullibility to see Revelation 13 literally implemented. And trust me, the type of political leaders the world has now who push their way to power are willing to do it. Do you know who said that? Me. (laughs) And anyone else who has his heart in the word of God and his eyes wide open to the world. You know, some days I can almost feel the panting of the beast on my neck, like the Antichrist is so close to coming to power. I used to say, yep, someday prophecy will be fulfilled. Now I say, yeah, someday this week prophecy could be fulfilled. Now, if you've been with us, you'll remember that we have moved pretty quickly through the book of the Revelation, but on purpose, when I came to Revelation chapter 13, I wanted us to camp out here for a while and really go through this chapter, you know, not quite verse by verse, but we're, we're way slowed down compared to the pace with which we got here uh, through the earlier parts of the book of the Revelation. We really need to understand who is this beast that arises out of the sea. We often call him the Antichrist. Let's go to Revelation 13, verses 7 through 10. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Now in this passage, we begin to understand more about the reign of the Antichrist. We notice here that that it it is given to him to make war with the saints, that is, those on the earth who have come to faith in Christ after the rapture of the church. They now are the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth. The church is in heaven with the Lord awaiting his return to the earth seven years after the rapture. Now, we see here 
that the beast is able to actually get the victory over those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Many, many, many of them are martyred. They are slaughtered for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and their rejection of the Antichrist. We see here in Revelation 13, verse 7, it says in the uh, second part of that verse, and power was given him. That word power means authority. It's not the word used for like uh, energy, you know, like, like a, a dynamism to get something done, like a dynamo or dynamite. It's the word for authority, exousia. So authority, think of that like political authority. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Some people mistakenly believe that the kingdom of the Antichrist, his reign, is not global, that it's somewhat limited. According to the Bible, (laughs) it says, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Now, what part of that do we not understand? It is a global rule. Now, it doesn't start out like that necessarily right away, but very quickly it becomes that. And the tribulation, the 70th week of Daniel, begins not necessarily with the rapture of the church, but it begins literally when this beast signs a covenant with the nation of Israel guaranteeing their safety. So that starts the calendar moving on those seven years. Now, in the first half of the tribulation, he, though he is a very powerful world leader, he's not yet personally indwelt by Satan. So no matter how bad it is in the first part of the tribulation, the first 42 months, the first three and a half years, when it comes to the midpoint of the tribulation, as we'll see, or we have seen uh, last week, in last week's episode, he is assassinated. And don't ask me to explain it, but he is resurrected. I don't know how this is done, but it's real. And the world falls down and worships the beast. I mean, now he's a he's a leader on a level no one has ever been at. He is personally indwelt by Satan, Lucifer, the serpent, the dragon himself. So that's when it gets really bad in the world in what is called the Great Tribulation, which is the second half of that tribulation period. Now notice here that he has this authority over over the entire world, right? We see that. Verse 8, and all that dwell upon the earth. Now let's stop right there. I've pointed this out several times already in our um, series here in Revelation, God Rules. This is a phrase 
that we see often in the book of the Revelation. The word dwell means those who dwell down upon the earth. I mean, they are they are all over being part of this world, this world system. They love this world. I mean, they they are like with the world like white on rice, okay? They're all over it. They don't understand Christians. They don't like Christians. They fear God. They love this world. They can't get enough. Think of pop culture on steroids, all right? And all that dwell upon the earth, now that is as opposed to those who are Christians who are the church now is in heaven, they dwell in heaven, and even the people on the earth that refuse to worship the beast, even though they're not part of the church, uh, properly speaking, technically, they are now the people on the earth who love the Lord Jesus Christ, and many of them are Jewish people who turn to faith in Jesus as their Messiah. Well, now they are no longer really those who dwell on the earth because now their heart and their mind and their soul and spirit is oriented toward God and heaven, right? You see what we're saying there? And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. You know what that word worship means? And by the way, if you hear like air raid sirens in the background, that's really real. I'm recording this uh, allegedly in the midst of a tornado somewhere. But what a fitting background noise for this episode. The whole world should have these sirens going off because of the one who is coming to rule this world before the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. The Antichrist will come to power. And so you hear the sirens uh, let that sink in your heart and mind. That's what the whole world should be hearing because of this one who is coming. It will be awful. All and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. You know what that word means now? It means they will uh, literally played out. It means they will fall on their knees and fall on their face and in abject worship of the beast. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So these are people who are lost and they're going to stay lost and they like being lost and they worship the Antichrist. Verse 9, And if any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. We've got to trust God, people, and hang on. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to take his bride, the church, out of the world. Uh, let me tell you what, I don't know when it is, but it's one day closer than it was yesterday and like I said a minute ago, like, hey, this week prophecy could be fulfilled. I believe the Lord, if he wants to, could come for his bride, the church, at any moment. We are so close biblically 
to all of this that's in the book of the Revelation unfolding. So we just keep bearing up under the load. We stay faithful. We trust in him. We believe in him and we let him handle the details. Amen? Now, I want to jump ahead. We're going to read farther in the book than we should at this point, but we'll cover this again later. But I want to give you some insight into the reign of the beast from two chapters that we'll get to again later. But let's go to Revelation 14, verses 9 through 12. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, now listen to this, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And let's go to Revelation 17, verses 8 through 13. The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth, there's that phrase again, the earth dwellers, right? And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Now, by the way, right here, let me say that some say, well, this refers to the revival of the Roman Empire. And I believe there will be a revived Roman Empire. Absolutely, I believe that. Some say that this means that this will be the Emperor Nero. And I, I can see why they say it. But what I think we ought to focus on is this. This is what I think. You remember when the beast is assassinated and he's resurrected? I mean, it's hard for me to imagine that the Roman Empire comes back to existence and the whole world falls down and worships the Roman Empire. All right? I mean, is it possible? Yes. Do I think that's the ultimate of what that means? I think it means more. I think when this beast is resurrected, people are going to lose their minds and fall down with all their heart and worship the beast because he has overcome death. Wow. Verse 9, And here is the mind which hath wisdom. 
The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And we'll, we'll see this more when we get to Revelation 17. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Now right there in that little phrase, he must continue a short space. You know what God's telling us right there? As awful as this individual will be, he won't really be in power very long. God will snuff him out. And then he's going to the, the lake of fire, right? Ultimately, forever. I like that. Verse 11, And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. Verse 12, And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. So that there's going to be in the future of the world 10 powerful uh, political leaders, and they may or may not hold political office, but they will be people that the world understands are in charge. And they will rule briefly. But ultimately, they will combine and say, we, we give to you all of our power and strength. And they're going to give that to the beast. I think this would be, I would assume this is when, um, it could be when he comes to power. It could also be when he's resurrected. But notice that whether it's at the start, and it may be at the start of the tribulation or at that midpoint. I mean, if they haven't done it yet, they're definitely going to do it at the midpoint, right? But I think, that, I think it really happens at the start. But the beast will be the acknowledged leader of the world. Think about that. And this is one horrible individual, and it goes downhill at the three-and-a-half-year point. Now, let's, we're not going to read any more scripture on this episode, and we're almost done. But I want you to really lean into your device, your phone, your iPad, your uh, headset, you know, however you're listening. I want you to really listen to this. We've seen that this beast, this Antichrist, arises from comparative obscurity. So like if you're thinking right now, who are the world's leaders could the Antichrist be if he's alive right now, which I think he is alive right now? Well, it, it may not be anybody you can name because it's sort of like, you know, he may be known of, but nobody sees him necessarily as the world leader. But it appears that he comes out of nowhere, so to speak, to gain global rule. And he will have a global reign for seven years. That's the 70th week of Daniel. You remember Daniel had the vision of the 70 weeks that were determined upon his people, the Jewish people. We know for certain that 69 of those prophetic weeks, that's 483 years, 
So a week each day is a is a year, okay? So 483 of those prophetic years have been fulfilled to the letter. That's an amazing study. But the 70th week has never been fulfilled, but it will be. And that's what we call the tribulation. It is also called in the Bible the time of Jacob's trouble. Who is Jacob? Jacob was renamed Israel. So the church has been taken to heaven because now God is going to fulfill his covenant promises that he made to Israel. He's going to fulfill those promises to Israel. So that said, he arises from comparative obscurity. He has a global reign for seven years. He's viewed as the Messiah of the Jewish people. He will be assassinated, as we've seen, and he will be resurrected. And those 42 months after his resurrection, I, I say this reverently, are going to be hell on earth for the entire world. Now, the whole tribulation is, but this is in overdrive at the three and a half year point. And he demands and receives worship from mankind, the earth dwellers. Now, many will refuse because their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They are saved. They trust in the Lord Jesus Christ no matter what. And many of them will be martyred. But the Antichrist demands and receives worship, and he gets it. And ultimately, this is Satan, Lucifer, the serpent, the dragon, that is finally receiving openly the worship of the world which he has craved for so long because he now literally indwells the Antichrist. And there will be a beast system that will be enforced that no man can buy or sell unless he is part of that beast system. And we'll learn more about that here in Revelation 13 over the next few weeks. That beast system, the beast worship, the beast system is used to enforce the worship of the beast. And it is an enforced worship. Now, that's something I find funny. <laughs> Satan gets all this worship, right? But he still has to make people do it. I mean, a lot of people still don't worship him. It's like, oh, I got to go along with this. But their heart's not in it. But they feel like they have no choice. <laughs> I find that hilarious. Now, all earth dwellers that is those that dwell down upon the earth, the people who are lost, they like being lost, they don't want to be saved, they love the beast, they love their sin, they hate God, they refuse to repent. Oh man, earth dwellers will worship the beast. And the earth dwellers will receive, they will gladly welcome the mark of the beast. You may have seen something recently in world history where people couldn't line up fast enough. They were stepping on their grandmother to get in first in line so that they could do the thing that government said to do. You know what I'm talking about. And you're saying, is that the mark of the beast? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, Think about how the world has been recently prepped and primed 
to do this. Now, can you imagine if the governments of the world, through this global leader, were literally able to lock people out of the financial system, forcing them to go along to get along? And, and thinking back a few years ago, how just about everybody in the whole world would have said, okay, and lined up, right? You know what I'm talking about. Think about that. That actually, I think, spiritually speaking, I don't even, I think I know, but maybe I don't know. So we'll just say this. Maybe the leaders of the world had no idea what they're doing. That would not be uncommon. <laughs> but Satan knows what he's doing. And I think a lot of the global elites know what they're doing too because they're pretty much telling us what they're going to do. And it, it meshes so seamlessly with Bible prophecy that like, I mean, if you can't see it, you've got to be an earth dweller. I mean, if your heart is given to God, you've got to be able to see what's going on right in front of your own eyes. Come on. Anyway, if I can't get you to turn to the Lord any other way, I'll shame you into doing it, right? But hey, I hope if you're an earth dweller that you will repent before it's too late. Say, well, well, I've been thinking about that. Well, you need to stop thinking and act, okay? You're running out of time. All earth dwellers will worship the beast. The earth dwellers will receive the mark of the beast. And the earth dwellers receiving the mark of the beast, listen, they will be eternally damned with no hope. I'm not easily the crying type. I do cry some here and there when things get to me. But those who are the crying type would have tears running down their eyes right now as they said what I just said. But listen, if you're not really, 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 absolutely, truly, genuinely, authentically a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ whose life gives evidence of that, you need to think seriously right now about getting your life and your security, your salvation squared away with the Lord Jesus Christ you are risking being eternally damned with no hope. It cannot get more hopeless than that. Listen, I'm going to give you a phone number. I want you to find something right now or pick up your cell phone or something and, and record this number on paper or digitally. 888 388 2683. 888-388-2683. Call that number and a counselor at a Christian ministry will guide you on how to come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you're a Christian and you've been struggling in your Christian life, I hope this put jet fuel in your tank. Come on, baby. It's like we're running a, in a, a big race and we've made the last turn and we're heading for home. We can see the tape in front of us. Don't give up. Don't quit. Keep running in faith with the Lord Jesus Christ. It won't be long. 
and we'll be with him and it will be so worth it. Listen, if the Lord doesn't come first and Satan, the deep state, or the World Economic Forum don't double tap me, then I'll be back with episode 13 next week. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll like this episode. Follow the podcast. And one more thing, share this right now with someone else who needs to be encouraged as a Christian or who needs to become a Christian. Bye-bye.